but let's open our Bibles, John chapter 1. I want to look at some verses here as we, uh, we look into God's Word together in our, the last part of our time. One thing I want to mention while you're turning there to John chapter 1, uh, next week we're going to talk about John the Baptist, which is going to be a good intro into uh, a Sunday uh, evening baptism. Maybe you have never been baptized, and maybe you'd like to be. Uh, you know, what does it take? Do you have to go through a six-week course? Do you have to, you know, uh, memorize, you know, uh, every book of the Bible or or whole chapter of the Bible or something like this? What does it take? What do you need to do to be baptized? You need to have trust and faith in Jesus. That's it. Does it save you? Does it make you make sure you're going to go to heaven? If you don't get baptized, you may not get there. No. All it is, it's a, it's a public testimony that you got life inside of you. You got Jesus inside of you. And that's, and that's what it is. So, so, but, but Jesus said, you know, he, he was baptized, Right? And he kind of gave us an example that, hey, this is what we do. We let people around us know that we have faith and that we have trusted in, in Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So maybe you need to take that step. You've never taken that step before. Uh, don't worry. We'll make sure you come back up. <laughs> the Gospel of John, we're, we're doing a study here. Uh, the Gospel of John. Why do we look at the Gospel of John? Uh, because these are written, these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. That's really why John wrote these words for us, so that we would believe and that by believing we would have life. So keep that in mind. He, that's why he's writing all the things that he's writing uh, in this gospel for us. Uh, we, we looked the last time about Jesus being the light in the darkness and, and the fact that he's the light of the world, that he brings life and that he brings light into the world and he changed the world. He's still changing the world. But I, I, I mentioned this last time and I, and I thought about it some more. You know, I mentioned that, you know, that God said, let there be light. Y'all, y'all remember those words. But I went back and looked, because I, I just kind of uh, talked about those from memory, but I went back and looked, and it was on day one, the first thing he did, right? Mm-hmm. On day one, uh, on that very first day, he said, let there be light. And so God is, you know, this idea of light, bringing light into darkness, is what he does, and what he wants to do for you and for me. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it. We saw that. But if we follow him, we don't walk in darkness. He turns our darkness into light. I know that by experience. I know that for a fact that he he brings that light into the darkness of our lives. He brings light into the darkness of this world. And he can change the darkness into light. To whoever, he said there, would come into the light. So, I want to focus today on verses 10 through 13 and really to all who would recognize, to all who would receive, to all who would believe, this is what he promises here, that he would bring that light, that he would change us. But not only that, it says he would make us 
his children. Look at verse 10. It says, He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, he's speaking about Jesus, of course, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, verse 12, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right or the power to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, not of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Born of God. So, so these three things I want to look at and talk about today in, our, in our, the rest of our time together. It's a, this idea of recognize, receive, and believe. These are biblical words. These are words that we find in the scripture about, about him. In verse 10 it says there that he was in the world. He came to the world. And, and he made the world, right? We saw that in the beginning verses of the Gospel of John. He made, he, he created. Nothing was made that has been made apart from him. It was made by him. It was made through him. And the word tells us it was made for him as well. So he was the creator, and the creator then came down to earth. The creator came to this world that he created, and it says the world did not recognize him. The world he created, he came into that world, and the world did not recognize him. That's crazy. It says it did not know him. It didn't, like, who are you? This is the first thing that I think that we need to understand. The world didn't recognize him. The world didn't know him. The world didn't see him for who he was and who he is, of course. It didn't recognize him. That's step number one. This is the, the big problem. This is the, 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 the thing. Do you, do you see Jesus and who he says he is? Do you recognize him for who he says he is? Do you recognize him that he says he is the Son of God? That he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, that no one comes to the Father except through him? Do you recognize that you and I are lost apart from that light, that life that he brings, that we're dead? There's so many things that we need to recognize, we need to understand, we need to know. But he's so faithful, he comes and he, and he, and he shows us, he he lets us understand, he helps us to understand. If we're willing, if we're willing to understand, if we're willing to know, I want to know the truth. We talked last time in John chapter 3 about, you know, those that, that you know, they don't, they don't want to come into the light because their deeds are evil and, and because they, they, they don't want any light shined on what they're doing. So they'd rather not talk about it. I'd rather not know. I'd rather not understand because then I'm kind of responsible for that knowledge. Number one, step number one, to recognize who he is. You got to recognize Jesus for who he is. Again, why did John write this? So that we would all believe that, that he's the son of God and that by believing we would have life through his name or in his name. Do you and I recognize him for who he is? I said, it, I said it last time, too, you know, this whole idea that, that who Jesus is, this, you know, it's, it's the, the foundation of the Gospel of John, but it's the foundation of our faith. Do we really know who this man, we can call him a man because he was a man, right? He was fully man. This man Jesus Christ was. 
He wasn't just a man, though, was he? He was fully God as well. Not only that, but, but he came to the earth. He came with a mission. He had a purpose in mind. And what was that? To die for the sins of the world. To die for my sin. To die for your sin. He came into the world. To show us his love. To show us the Father's love. So step number one, we've got to be able to recognize who he is. We've got to know who he is. We've got to, we've got to know who we are and know who we aren't and recognize him. Look at verse 11. It says there, he came to, to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Now, who's he talking about there? The people of Israel, right? The Jewish nation. They were his, you know, you read the Old Testament, they, you know, God said, this is my, these are my, my people here, and he, he put his hand upon them. You say, well, what's that all about? Well, basically, in a nutshell, that's where the Messiah would come through the line of the nation of Israel, and that's what God's plan was from the beginning. So, but that's a whole other subject. But, but it says he came to his own, he came to the people of Israel, but his own didn't receive him. He came to his own people. And you would think that of all the people on the wor- in the world and on the earth, that if any would come and, and recognize him, it would be him. But notice this, and someone pointed this out, it doesn't say that they didn't recognize him. It says what? They didn't receive him. And some, some would say this, that, oh, they recognized who he said he was, but they weren't about to receive him who he said he was. They weren't about to receive him. So there, there can be a place, and I think this is the, the point they were making, there could be a place where you actually see and, and recognize, yeah, he is the Son of God. He is the Savior of the world. He is the Lord of all creation. But I'm not going to receive him. Perhaps you are like that. Perhaps you know people who are like that. They actually say, if you ask them, is Jesus the Son of God? They say, yeah. Well, do you want to receive him? No. I, I don't want to receive him. What did the nation of Israel say, the people of Israel say, during that radical time before the crucifixion? They said, we have no king but Caesar. They recognized that he was saying that he was a king and that he came and said he was the king. And yet they said, we have no king But Caesar, we refuse to receive him. But verse 12, and I I refer to this verse here often. I think it's throughout the book. This is kind of one of the key verses here. Yet, verse 12, to all, and all means how many? To all means all. All who what? Who received him. To those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. To to those who received him. This This is the crucial thing, to receive him. Now, not all would receive him. Again, it's a choice that we make. But to all who would receive him, to all who did receive him, it says he gives the right, the power to become children of God. Born of God. So is this kind of this, this progression here to recognize who he is, 
But that's not enough. You can't, you can't stop there to recognize who he is. Yeah, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah, of course I do. But have you received him into your life and heart? And some people say, you know, you, you have, you know, crusades and different things where, where the, the evangelist will ask you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, well, we don't, we don't buy all that stuff. Well, you know what? This is what the Bible says. You and I must receive him. He's holding out a free gift for you and I. And so I think it's important. It's, it's crucial, I think, for you and I to think in, in, into our lives, back in our lives, I know the date. Now, not, not every one of us will remember the exact date. But I know the date because I was older. I was, you know, in my 20s, or right about there. I, I'd have to do the math. But I received Jesus Christ. I made, I, I made a decision. I, I, I made a decision. Well, I, I'll, I'm going to allow you into my life. Though I don't even understand what that all means, I'm going to receive you into my life. I'm going to... Lord, come into my life. I want to receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Save me. Do you know that you made that decision in your life? Do you know someone perhaps that, that is on the verge and, 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 and you say, you need to just let him in. Receive him. He's, on the, he, you know, he's, he's like on the doorstep knocking. And, and will you let him in? Will you allow him in? This is important for those of you that, that have already done this too. For this reason, as the enemy will come, we have an enemy, we're, we're in a spiritual battle, right? We sang about it, it's, it's from the Bible, Ephesians chapter 6. We're in a spiritual battle, and the enemy comes and says, you know what, that's all, you know, that's not true. None of that's true. But for you to say, listen, devil, I, and I don't like getting into conversations with the devil, don't misunderstand me. But to take a stand and say, I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I am one of his children. And so you need to just back off. Amen. Right? Why? Because I belong to him. I'm his. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And he's going to take care of me because he's a good, good father. And he's going to take care of me because I'm one of his kids. And, and, and so for you to know, maybe you've already done that, so this is not just for those of you that have not made that decision to receive him, but those, those of you that, that have, that you hold on to that. Hey, I didn't make anything happen. I just, I just received that free gift that he, had, that he held out to me. That's all I did. I, all I did was say yes. That's important. That's... That's important. Notice there in verse 12, he also adds this as well. And, and uh, it's kind of tied, they're tied together. It says, to all who received him, to those who believed in his name. So there's this receiving, but there's also this believing. They're kind of tied together. And, and they work together. So you, you believe in his name, you believe in the name of Jesus. That Jesus came, you know, into this lost and dying world. And we're sinners, we're separated from him. And I believe in, in Jesus, I trust in him. What does it mean to believe? It simply means to trust. Do you trust him? 
Have you put your trust in him? Because so often what we do, we put our trust where? In ourselves. Well, I can make it. I can do it. The truth is we can't. We can't. Isn't that right? I can't do it. But I believe in him. I believe in his name. I believe in the name of Jesus. I, 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 I've asked him into my life and I trust in him. Sounds too simple, though, doesn't it? You recognize who he is. You receive him into your life, into your heart. You believe and trust in him. That's, that's really what it is, though, isn't it? That's really what he's saying. And then who does the rest? He does it. He does it. He just gave it to us. All we do is, you know, we just kind of like nod, and, and you can't really take much credit for that. Oh, we try. Oh, but I believed in you. No. Ephesians tells us he even gives us the faith to believe. He even helps us with that part. We need help from beginning to end. We can't do it on our own. We've got to have his help. Jesus, help us. Look in verse 13. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Sorry I'm taking you a few minutes late today. Is that okay? Verse 13 says, Children born not of natural descent... And what that means is that you were, it's not a natural birth, right? And, and I, you know, I, I've heard people say this, perhaps you have said it or you have heard people say it. Well, I was, I was born a Christian. How long have you been a Christian? Well, really since I was born. Well, that isn't true. I'm sorry to you know, burst your bubble or whatever, but it isn't true. We're not born by natural descent. We're not born you know, because my parents were Christians, so therefore I was a Christian too. I became a Christian because they were. No, it doesn't work that way. He says, nor of, of human decision... And that's what I was referring to. We, we make a decision, but that doesn't make us children of God. That doesn't cause this change to happen in our lives, you know. He says a husband's will here, too. And, 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 and the word means a male, and it is often referring to a husband, so he's talking about that there. But the idea behind it is this, that it's someone else's will, Right? Someone else wanted you to become a Christian, so because they were pressuring you, you became a Christian. Does that work? How many of you were forced into the kingdom of God? How many of you were, because you know, someone was putting pressure on you? Doesn't work. But he says there, but those, those were born of God. Only he can make it happen. Only he can make us his. How does it happen? Is it because we do good things? Is it because we're part of a church? No, this is the way here. Recognize him for who he is. Receive him into our hearts and lives. And believe in him. I hope, I hope that every person in this room has, has already made that decision. You know what? But it's not too late. If you haven't, today's a good day. Today you can, in your brokenness, in your hurt, in your sin, 
sinful lost state, you can reach out and say, God, I, he's saying that you want to you wanna come into my life. And that's what I'm saying. And when I was at that place, I said, you know what? I said, God, if you really are who they say you are, the guy up there was talking, the people who were telling me this stuff, if, re if you really are who they say you are, okay, I'm going to let you in, but you've got to prove yourself to me. Now, I was an idiot. I didn't know much. But, but, you know, in God's grace and mercy, guess what he did? He came into my life and he proved himself to me, and I, my life has been radically changed from then, that day until this, September 1st, 1976. Radical change. Radical. You, you have no idea. Because, you know, you see me now. Good looking and, you know, all fixed up and everything. And God changed my life from the inside out. He's still changing me. There's a lot of stuff, you know, all that stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm honest, you know. Hey, I, I struggle with a lot of stuff too. And, hey... You know, we're all on this journey together, every single one of us, right? But he's faithful, and I'm telling you this. I can tell you this unequivocally. He will come in and change your life and give you, give you peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you love that you never had before, ever. He'll be a father to you if you're one of the fatherless in this world, which many of us are. All you got to do is let him in. And those of you that already have, I, I rejoice in that. You know what? Because now you and I are brothers and sisters. We're family. Let's sing it together. We are family. <laughs> hey, let's wrap it up because we want to sing a song. Can we have time to sing a song together? Okay, let's all, let's all uh, stand and we're going to pray together. And the worship team is going to come up while we're praying here. And, and get themselves situated. But we're going to pray uh, while they're doing that. Father in heaven, I want to thank you for all the grace you've given to us, all the mercy, uh, what you did for us yesterday. But it just proves to us, Lord, that you are so faithful and you're going to take care of us today too and tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. Forgive us that we... We often, we don't trust you, but, but you are faithful and we, we can trust you. I thank you for every person, every young person, every older person in this room that has received you, that has allowed you to come into their lives and, and bring life and light into the darkness and change us from the inside. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. But I also thank you today. Maybe there's someone here that that needs to just open their hearts and lives and simply pray. And you can pray with me right now and say, Jesus, I really, I don't understand it all, but I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to come into my heart. I, I need you. I, I, I don't have any hope. I don't have any life. But come in and save me, Lord, I ask. I humbly ask, I, I ask you to come into my heart and my life. I trust, I put the little trust I have, a little faith I have maybe, and I trust in you. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.